This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning, guys. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Johannes van der Sleis. Um, I'm a fresh import from South Africa. Arrived at the end of November. I hit the road running. Um, uh, I was working most of December and... Yeah, but it's but it's good. It's good to be here, and it's really a privilege to to seek God with you, to serve His house with you, and and um, yeah, just to do life together. Um, so the 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 title of this of this of the word I want to share this morning is to grow in His love. So over December, I was I was reading a a book. Um, about church life, and, and I was praying along the lines of, God, give, give me a vision for 2019, okay? I believe as, as, as a church and as Valfus Bay, we, we need to have vision. Can I get an amen? Hey, lekker. When we have vision, we know we are, we are going places, ne? And um, I believe that we as Valfus Bay this year, we're going to go and grow together. Hallelujah. Maybe I haven't prayed enough because there's still a bit of wide open spaces on the drawing board with regards to vision. But I actually also still have, I have a, confident, a confident sense that, that it will all unfold um, and find greater definition as we continue to seek God together. Valvis Bay is going to go and go and grow together this year. Can I get an amen? I, be, I really believe in the power of agreement. Okay, so if you, if, you, if you feel something stir in your heart as, as we share the word, give a shout out, give an amen. You know, it means so, so, so let it be so. So in my preparation for, day, for today specifically, I'm asking God, so, so what do I say now? Um, it's the first Sunday. It, it better be, be big, it better be good. Eh? And... and, and and the vision is still, like I said, it's, there's some spaces on the drawing board. The vi- I feel the vision is still unfolding. Um, but I can't pitch up with nothing, you know. I, I've got to deliver. And I'm just, I'm sort of pacing around and I, I just want to start to stress. And then I realize, relax, man. They can't fire you. I don't, I don't work here. Oh, that's just a joke. I was so hoping you're going to laugh. It's the only joke I've got for today, so thank you for laughing. But, um, yeah, I'm just joking. This isn't work for me, and to serve the body of, of Christ is, is not work. It's, it's a privilege. But anyway, back to my sermon. So as I was praying, I realized if, 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 a, if a gold medal, okay, if a gold medal is the vision at the Olympics, a solid start from the blocks is just as important, okay? So we don't, for us, maybe we don't necessarily can see exactly where, what, and how, and we're going to do 2019, but, but I can see a gold medal, okay? But in the meantime, I believe we're gonna, we can have a solid start from the blocks this morning. So I felt God stirring two specific thoughts in my heart as I was preparing. Number one, He wants to remind us that He really loves us. 
Okay, uh, yes, the, the songs we were singing this morning so blessed me. The, the lyrics were so found in the Word and just declaring who God is. And, and um, I just, I, for myself as well, I just feel how God just wants to tell us He really loves us. Okay? That's the first thing. And secondly, this year, He wants us to grow. Okay? I want us to consider, as we're going to look at these two statements this morning, I want us to consider these two statements by revisiting some simple truths of the gospel. The gospel, which is his love letter to us, um, his story um, to us. And we will briefly consider the roles of the Father and the Son in our lives, and we will hover a bit more around the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Okay, here we go. So, God, the magnificent creator, made the heavens and the earth and blew dust, sorry, blew life into the dust called Adam. He said it is good. So from the beginning, God was pleased with us, okay? There was dust. He formed Adam out of the dust. He blew life into the dust and he said it is good. God is pleased with us. We walked with him in the abundance of paradise, But astonishingly soon, we were deceived into distrusting his word and his character. Hashtag no new tricks today. And don't, hashtag don't remain an Adam. Okay, the enemy doesn't come up with new tricks. He still uses that same um, strategy to, to bring us to the place where we distrust um, who God is and what his word says. Né? So let's not remain an old Adam. Anyway, so our sin separated us from him, and we were captured by guilt, okay? Adam and Eve sinned. The first thing they wanted to do, they were, wanted to cover themselves up because they were, they were led cap into the captivity of guilt, okay? In his holy nature, God is a consuming fire. He's a just judge. It's, it's just part of his nature. He, he, he's not trying to be funny or trying to be... Strange. It's just part of who he is. He's a consuming fire. He's a, he's a just judge. But in his good character, he's also a compassionate father. So he sent us his best. Jesus took up the son, to, sorry, Jesus took up the call as the son of God and came to earth as the son of man. Okay? Because he was 100% God and 100% man. He led a sinless life. Okay, this is something that, that I'm so fascinated about, with, and we often forget it. Jesus led a sinless life. This life that he lived qualified him to become the perfect sacrifice and enabled him to buy eternal life for all mankind forever. Through the cross, he eternally justified all who by faith would receive his final offering. And so he qualified us once again to approach and to know a mighty holy God. Okay? So I'm, I'm saying I, I want us to just revisit some simple truths of the gospel. God is a magnificent creator. He, he blew life into us. Okay? And we, we somehow, somehow got sidetracked and we distrusted his character and we fell in sin. And then he sent his son. And he said on the cross, it is complete. Now, this can be a, a nice little story, like a cup of tea is nice. But let's just pause here for a moment. 
We also went through this exercise in, in, in small group um, this week. The word says that truth will set us free. Okay? So here's some truth for you. We will never, okay, be good enough to, to approach and know God on our own merit. We will always, in some way, fall short of the glory of God. Okay? We, we can never be self-righteous. We humbly need to make peace with that. Okay? So that's the truth. We, we will never stand on our own merit before God and be perfect. But another good truth is that nothing, 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 nothing should separate us from the love of God. Sin separates in, in, in this way, that in that moment of sin, in that, in that moment we, we, we decide that something is better than God. And, and that is in our hearts, in, in our bio, the decision we make, we can separate ourselves from God. Okay? But Jesus, hallelujah, has, has finally paid the debt of all our sins. So a, a believer should never, um, like the word says, if we say we have no sin, we, we are liars. So some, somewhere along the line, a believer might sin. But we must never remain in a place of protracted guilt, s- sort of staying in that place of, no, I can't approach God. I'm too, I'm too dirty. I'm too wretched. Okay? That is a lie. And we can't remain in that lie. We must be reminded this morning that God really loves us. When this, when this revelation of, of God's goodness grips and melts our hearts, we forget about sin altogether. And we, we will actually live lives. When we come to this realization, just being reminded of the kindness of, of Father God and the, and the perfect and complete word of, work of Jesus Christ on the cross, we will live lives that, that bears fruit of repentance. So right now, I want to strongly encourage us, just as we've revisited this, this short part of the gospel, eh, that, that don't leave this place this morning with something in your heart that it sort of separates you from God. Some, some, something in your, in your thought life that says, no, I can't, I can't really approach God. I must sort of, by penitence, I, I must be a good Christian for about two weeks. Then I can maybe talk to God. That's not the truth. That's not the truth of the gospel. Okay? Don't leave here this morning with, with the enemy still stealing your confidence to approach the living God. Amen. Be reminded God really loves us. He's made a perfect plan through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, I'll be honest. Sometimes I also struggle to, to accept and to receive this love of God. And, and I tend to get rather discouraged when I, when I take an honest look at the contents, um, at the contents of, of, of my, my thought life and the priorities of my heart. And... Um, this sometimes really discourages me. However, when I, when I think about what Jesus did on the cross, and I, and, and I look at, at, at some of the fruits in my life, yes, I kind of become discouraged, but I, we can never, never allow that Jesus Christ died in vain for us. Do you understand that? We, we shouldn't go out and, and habitually and 
and willfully sin. But if somewhere along the line we stumble, we can't let Jesus have died in vain. Okay, if he, if he said it is finished, it is finished. So then we mustn't say, ach, yeah, you know, Jesus, I sin now, but what you did on the cross is not enough. I sort of need to make another plan here on the side. When we do that, then we say, Jesus, you've died in vain. And we can never let that happen. Amen. So, so I really, in the, especially last day, I, I was really having this stirring in my heart and this wrestling that I want, I want to grow and become more like Jesus. I don't want to be alive if he isn't alive in me. And one of the scriptures that I'm being reminded every now and again in the last while is Romans 8 verse 11. It says there, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. When I read the scripture and I look at my life, I think, where am I? What's going on? I don't know about you, but I really want to see that the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive and active in me. Amen? So this is something that I'm continually going back to and I'm wrestling with and I'm asking God, God, I want to see your spirit alive and active in me. So I mentioned I'm, I'm reading a book, and, and this book is called The Blessed Church by Robert Morris. And something he wrote struck, struck me to the, to the core regarding my personal life. As, I, as I'm mentioning, for instance, only this is just one of quite a few scriptures that I'm measuring my life to. Lord, where is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? Where and how is that spirit working in my life? Um, but... But so, uh, um, so this thing that I, that I read struck me to the core with, with regards to my own, own life, but also um, it made me look and think about our lives as the church of God. And the statement he makes, it's, it's a simple statement, it's logical, and according to the words of Jesus that we'll um, look at in Scripture just now, according to the words of Jesus, these words are true. Healthy things grow. Healthy things grow. In the words of Jesus, John 15, 8, verses 8 and 16. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Okay, so in the words of Jesus, one of, the one of the reasons why we should bear fruit is to bring glory to God. And one of the other things that he said is that he's chosen us to bear fruit that remains. Okay, it's by the Spirit. It's not, we can't in our own strength bear fruit that, that would remain. It's only by the Spirit that we can bear fruit that remains. Luke 6 verses 43 to 45. For a good tree, I was, I was talking about, I was praying about the two-edged sword um, and the word of God. Sometimes how it cuts and it hurts, but it brings healing. Now, now I beg your pardon, this isn't me, this is Jesus. For a good tree 
does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. I don't know about you, but that, that sort of is, a, is quite a, a, a sharp word. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Listen. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Ye shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So we, we can clearly see here, uh, from scripture that that to grow and to bear fruit is is something that that God is serious with and is serious about and it's something that that he he wishes for us and something that he promises for us brothers and sisters am I am I growing I mentioned that I'm that I'm wrestling with this as I as I measure my life um, according to the standard and the promises of the of the word am I growing what fruit have I been producing of late, of late? What have I been delighting? Like it, like it makes mention in, in Psalm 1. Um, in, the, in, in his law, um, in, sorry, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And, and in his law he meditates day and night. What have I been delighting in the last few weeks? Did I really halt and meditate by day and by night. And some of the things that God is, was highlighting to us um, during the identity or extreme makeovers here. Sometimes we, we can run through entire um, sermon series and it's all nice and we come in on a Sunday and we get a nice quick spiritual fix and we're ready for the day and maybe a bit of the week. And, um, but, but, but are we taking what God is saying to us in, in specific seasons? Are we taking it serious? Are we going home and, and meditating? Do we meditate on it? Do we, do we make it our own? Do we allow the Lord to come with that word as a surgeon and to complete the operation? You know, it's no use. We come to church and, and, and we want God to speak to us and he starts speaking to us and he sort of just makes the initial incision, but we don't give him the opportunity to complete the, the procedure. How spiritually healthy am I as a spiritful, born-again believer? Healthy things grow. So I don't know about you, but these questions that I've just run through, they, they really shake at the branches of my tree quite a bit. And, and, and as I was reading these scriptures and as I was preparing and and and. It's like these, these questions I've been asking myself of late as well. And I, I saw this picture of, of a tree being shaken and just saw quite a lot of dead leaves swelling to the ground. But hallelujah, we are talking about the love that God has for us and that He wants us to grow this year. Okay? So if, if God commands us something, 
and promises us, us something, he's not, he's not going to leave us hanging. Okay? But how do we grow? So during the Extreme Makeover series, we, we did discuss a few practical guidelines of, of things that we can get practical about in, in, in how to grow in God and how to position ourselves um, for God to transform our lives. But even if you ask a guy like Peter the Rock, okay, one of the disciples, he, he learned quite a few good guidelines from Jesus Christ. But, but if, if we consider his story, I think we will all acknowledge and we will be able to relate to, to Peter that even if, if we sort of get fed a, few, a lot of good guidelines, we still need some help. To, to live out those, those, those precepts and those guidelines in our lives. We need help. We're revisiting some of the truths of the, of the gospel, um, his love story, his story to us. And the good news of the gospel didn't end with the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, how much better can, can news get, okay? The, 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 the Lord that, that's brought us eternal life was dead, He was buried, and He's risen. Okay, but it doesn't end there. That's good news. The Holy Spirit of might raised Him from the dead. I'm sort of echoing this scripture. As I, as I said, I, I'm wrestling with, Lord, where, is the, where am I seeing the Spirit active in my life? But anyway... Back to the, the gospel story. The Holy Spirit of might raised Jesus from the dead. Okay? And in the words of Jesus, I said we're going to hover a bit around the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now listen to what Jesus said in John 16 verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. This doesn't make sense. But Jesus, Jesus is, is um, all-knowing, okay? He's God. So he says, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you, okay? So we, we are saying, I believe we, each and every one of us here really wants to grow, Okay? And, and, and especially at the beginning of a year, we all, yes, yes, we've got these good ideas and we want to grow. But like I said, even a guy like Peter, he sat under the teaching of Jesus for at least three years. And, and still when, when things really came sort of to, to when, when the pressure really got, got, um, got a lot, he, he cracked. Ne? And that was before he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But thank God we... He said, I will send him the helper to you. So we live in times where we love to put people on pedestals. We love to put people in the limelight. I don't know what it is about our nature, but that's something that we like to do. And without this tendency, the media would have no place in society. And interestingly enough, this, is, this tendency in our human nature isn't completely new. The Israelites, when they were too lazy to speak to God themselves, sent Mo Moses up the mountain. Moses, go and hear for us what God is saying. They were either too afraid or, or too spirit spiritually lazy. 
When the Israelites wanted someone to look up to for a bit of entertainment, they chose a a Saul. Now let me ask you a question. Do you want your eternal spiritual life to solely depend on a man? Or on the son of man's plan for you? Jesus Christ is described also as the son of man. Do you want your eternal spiritual life to solely depend on on a man or on the son of man's plan so if we're going to flow with this tendency of human nature and look to to a mere man for inspiration we will either soon hit the ceiling we won't necessarily reach the fullness of God's call on our lives we will soon be left hungry bored thirsty and possibly especially in church life, sooner or later, we might even be morally disappointed. If we, if we focus and, and make our lives dependent on, on only on um, human individuals, we, we run a risk, okay, of either, either not growing to the full potential or, or some, somewhere along the line even being led astray. Okay? Every one of us can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Look, the Bible clearly states that, that um, we will only live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and, and that we have to um, fellowship with the saints, okay? Um, for various beneficial reasons. I think I put a slide there. Um, just stating the essentials to growth. We have to have a relationship with the Word of God, and we have to have a relationship um, with the saints, with our brothers and sisters, with the church. But how much are we allowing the Holy Spirit to help us with life? We can sometimes become very blasé about how desperately we actually really need to experience his presence we can read a lot of bible we can even in home group or wherever we socialize together excuse me we we can talk about god till we turn blue in the faces okay but when we truly experience the raw presence of god we don't only grow but we are eternally transformed And I want to encourage you that the truth is each and every one of us here this morning can experience the presence of God, can experience a life in the Holy Spirit. Whether it's at church, whether it's at home group, whether it's at work, whether it's while you're doing the washing. God has dropped amazing words in my heart when I'm taking out the dishes or when I've driven next to the beach. once I came to visit you on Walfus Bay there at Pelican Point, and one of, in the last couple, re, most recent years, one of the most transforming um, uh, sort of episodes I had was one day I was just drove out there, and when I um, closed the, the, the bucket to, to drive back to town, just in that moment of walking around the bucket, God just stirred me in His Holy Spirit and released prayer um, through me that... that I didn't even know certain things were in my heart. 
But the truth is, and we're going to look at some, some more scriptures here, that God wants us to have a relationship with His Spirit. As a student, I, I used to attend a, a small group with, with Pastor um, C.S. LaRue with some other small group district leaders at, at university. And many of these guys, uh, they were my age, but I looked up to them because they carried out great exploits of, for the Lord, even, even up to date. Some of these guys would... Go on, just on, on a June holiday they, or on a September holiday, they were already working, sorry. They would just take leave and say, okay, three, three of these friends that was also in that small group, they'll say, okay, God, just lead us. And then they will just trust the Lord and He will lead them into Africa. No, no planned church um, mission or, everything, or anything. And they will just go and trust the Lord. And then they will end up in parliaments of, of some of the nations, meet some of the... Um, uh, 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 people from the government and pray for them. Anyway, but I will never forget one evening as we were sharing in, in the small group, all of these, these guys highlighted how the key transformational factor in their relationship with God was when they became acquainted with the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget that. Um, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the truth that, that, that God wants, wants us to have a relationship with His Holy Spirit and the truth that every one of us can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's just look a bit about what the Word says and what Jesus actually said um, about the promise. Okay? They, they make mention of the Holy Spirit and also describe Him in, in Jesus' words. He, he said, He talked about the promise that, that will come. And I love, I love how the Amplified um, Bible describes the Holy Spirit and, and specific functions of the Holy Spirit in our life. I, I want to start by, by just looking at, at a few of those. Um, the Holy Spirit is a, is a comforter. He's a helper. He's a counselor. He's an advocate. He's a intercessor, a strengthener, and a standby. Now, I, don't, I don't know about you, but it, it sounds like someone that I really want to have a relationship with. In John 14, verses 16 to 18, and also 26, Jesus, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, 
for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. So I, I mentioned that, yes, there's a place where we, where we can study the Word ourselves and, and there's a place where, um, where people in church, brothers and sisters, can, 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 ha- can help us and build into our spiritual lives. But how amazing is this truth? He will, he will abide with you forever. We said that, that all of us can know the Holy Spirit um, at any time. And He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's, that's, that's a precious thing that I've say, seen in my life. How people say that's why we need to spend time in the Word. Because though, when we spend time in the Word, we, we get filled with the Word of God and the words of Jesus. And it's amazing sometimes in certain situations in your own life or maybe you, you uh, meet with someone and, and they've got specific um, challenges that they're sharing with you. All of a sudden a certain scripture will, will jump up. That's a precious thing for me in, in, in my relationship with the Holy Spirit. How He calls to remembrance the things that Jesus said. John 16 verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. Last scripture I want to share about the, about, the, about the Holy Spirit and what Jesus said. Luke 24 verse 49. Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. Now this is, this is an interesting thing that he says here. Um, I don't think this is necessarily the only way are we how we can be filled with the Holy Spirit or have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But I think it also just highlights the fact that sometimes we need to position ourselves um, to, to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Eh? It's something this morning, as I was thinking about some of the scriptures that, that we're going to be sharing this morning, I thought it's quite interesting that Jesus said you must go to this specific place and to this specific room to receive the Holy Spirit. But anyway... You are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Did you know that, did you know that all forms of energy we consume today, almost all forms of energy that we consume today, originate from the sun? That's pretty cool. If you think I, I had some milk today or I ate some bread or... I had some meat. The sun radiates energy and it get, gets taken up in plants. Animals eat plants. That energy in some deep physiological way gets taken up and then we consume them and then we've got energy to come to church this morning. Amen. Have you still got energy? Okay. But, but guess who made the sun? You know, that's something I also love. Science, scientists, we're discovering great things and, and um, developers and people that we are... We, 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 um, we're produce, producing great technology, but you know, we, we, 
will never be able to produce another son. I love that. Uh, if there's any guys who li- likes apologetics here, that's one of my favorite apologetic statements. You know, we can be how clever and how smart and design how, how many great technological, techn- technological gadgets and things, but we will never be able to make the sun. And I think our gadgets will anyway, anyway work with the energy that we got from the sun. Anyway, guess who made the sun? Our Father, hallelujah, the magnificent creator um, that, that, that we mentioned about in the beginning when we spoke about just briefly going through the, the gospel story. But So when we receive his spirit, this God who made the sun, when we re- received when we receive His Spirit, the Spirit to raise Jesus from the dead, we will receive power from on high. Okay? Can anyone, can anyone relate to that? Okay? We, we, we sort of somehow, I don't know how it works, but we think we come at the end of December and everyone is a bit tired and then we go into the holidays and we rest with family and friends and all, you catch up on all the favorite activities you, you wanted to, to, to do during the year but didn't have time for. And then all of a sudden, when the calendar switches one day, you're supposed to be whoosh, all ready and full of power and energy to go into the year. And, you know, like, like somewhere something just, it's like we are computers and someone just did, uh, uh, pressed the restart button at the, at the 1st of January. So all of us have been restarted. We're full of strength and we're full of energy to go into 2019, right? I I don't see a lot of uh, 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 um, uh, convinced people. But anyway, so we're talking about that we want to grow in 2019. We we are saying we want want to listen to what the guidelines um, that God is giving us, but we realize that we really need some help. We really need some power. Dunamos power. And that's why I wanted us just to, to hover a bit around the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives this morning and the promises that Jesus gave us uh, regarding the Holy Spirit in our lives. So far, Wolf is by. I really hope you're excited by now with some of these scriptures that we shared, but I don't know about you, but in 2019, I don't want to just have a nice church program. I don't want the mere Christian worldview. I believe all of us want to have the abundant life that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Do we want to grow to the place where, where our confidence in the goodness of our Father and the powerful present help of the Holy Spirit is absolutely unshakable by our circumstances? You know, that's, that's a promise that we have in, in the gospel and, 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 and in the words of Jesus. In this world, yes, we will have tribulation. Often I forget that, you know, when I walk with the Holy Spirit, when I walk with God, yes, there will be tribulation, but there's a place where, where I can walk in unshaken joy, unshaken um, peace, but that is only possible through the help of the Holy Spirit. And I want that. And I, I know, 
I'm mostly only touching the waters of God with the tips of my toes. But I don't know about you. I really want more of the everything that is already given us. I want more of the everything that He has already given us. I don't want to continue in sin. I don't want to allow guilt to continue to separate me from God. Like I said, I don't want Jesus to have died in vain for me. And then, if, if, the, fa- if the Father has sent His Holy Spirit, why must we continue as cripples in life? Why must we remain in a place where we want to grow, where we want to be healthy, where we want to see fruits that blesses and glorifies God and, and serves the world around us? Um, why would we only remain in a, plant, a place of wanting that but not seeing it if God has given us His Holy Spirit? I believe a cardinal key for our growth this year as, as Shofar Wolfers by is our joint, persistent pursuit of the presence of God, the presence of God, and our dependence and obedience to the Holy Spirit. So in closing, I love the way, I love the two-edged ironies um, that we find in the, in the Word of God. In the kingdom, the, the proof of our growth, this, this is ironic, but the proof of our growth is seen in how much we become like children that are surrendered. So far, Walvis Bay, can, can we grow to be more mindful, sensitive, and surrendered to the Holy Spirit this year. Consider that. We can probably talk much more about the Holy Spirit. Today wasn't sort of teaching about the Holy Spirit. It was just a a reminder of of the promises that that Jesus gave us about the role that the Holy Spirit would play play in our lives. But I believe this morning, and, and I trust that somewhere along the lines of what was shared this morning, God has already stirred renewed yearn, yearnings for, for His Holy Spirit. I want us to, to close our eyes in prayer. And let's just remain in a, in, um, a worship mentality. Father God, we, we just thank you, Lord, that we, can send, that we can sense that you are here today. Lord, because you want to be here today, Lord. You've made provision through the cross of Jesus Christ that, that even though we fall short often, Lord God, we, we, we can meet with you here today. Lord, and we might not know exactly where we are going this year, but we can know, Lord, the place that we are starting from, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that we can know this morning through Jesus Christ. You really, 
really love us, each and every one of us. Let that truth just sink in. God really loves you. He's, he's made provision for you to know Him. He's made provision that nothing can separate you from, from His love through His Son, Jesus Christ. God loves you. Father, and we, we come and thank you today, Lord, that, that your heart, just like a good parent, your heart is for us as your children to be healthy. Lord, and healthy children grow. And we thank you that you've sent your Holy Spirit to help us to be healthy and to help us to grow this year. And we thank you that we can hold on to you, Holy Spirit, as a promise that you are ever present, that you are a comforter, you are our guide, you are our strength, and you are our standby. We thank you, God, that through your Holy Spirit you are ever with us. I want us to pray for two specific things this morning. I hope you're still awake. Everyone's still awake. We're just, we're just talking to God, right? And we, we're just um, allowing Him to work in our hearts. So I want us to pray for, for two things this morning. Firstly, our first love. And, and as we have our eyes closed, I want you to, to go to that place, um, that memory of, of where you first encountered God in a living way. I want you to think about the place where you were and, and, and some of the thoughts and the emotions that you experienced, some of the revelations you had. And that, that, that joy, that peace, that freedom you had, and that, that, just that excitement and that, that love that was bursting out of your heart for God. And, and if you this morning sense that or, or realize, listen, Johannes, I, I don't have a memory like that. I can't say that God has ever been my first love. Then I, then I want to invite you afterwards um, as we close that come, come that, let, that we pray with you, that we can lead you to, in, in prayer to a place of surrendering to, to Jesus Christ, that he can be your first love. Or maybe this morning, as, as, as I encourage you to, to revisit that place, you, you, you feel, you know what, I, I, can't re, I can't connect, I can't recollect that time really. Then also, come let us pray together. Because I don't want, we, we can't as a family let, let the enemy steal from us. We can't allow the enemy to steal our, our first love for Jesus. We can't allow the enemy to steal our joy. 
And the second thing I want to pray, pray for this morning, and that we can pray together for is, is our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So if you've never asked the, the Father to fill you with His Holy Spirit, or if you've never experienced um, the indwelling life of the Holy Spirit, I also want to encourage you to, to come that, that we can pray with you this morning. If, if you feel you've come to a place where you're oblivious um, with the Holy, with a, about the Holy Spirit's role in your life, and, and um, you've become calloused, also come let us pray together. Father, we, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you, you want us to, to be reminded that you really love us. We thank you, Lord God, that we can know you, you want us to be healthy. You want us to grow this year. And we thank you, Lord, that you do not leave us as orphans, sort of, sort of giving this invitation, giving this to command to grow and to bear fruit without the help of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, Father. We're going to partake in, in communion now. And like I, like I said, if, if, if you feel, if there's any specific burden you've got this morning, um, or if you, if you feel specifically, you know, Jesus has never been my first love, or He's not my first love at the moment, or I've never had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, or I've become callous to, towards the Holy Spirit in my life. Um, after we've taken communion, um, I, I, want, I want us to, to pray together. Please do not um, let the opportunity to pray with us go by. So we're just going to hand out the, um, the items of, the, of communion. And while we're waiting for it to be handed out, I just want us to consider, like I mentioned right in the beginning, nothing needs to separate us from the love of God. And com communion is something that Jesus commanded us to, to partake of, to, to, call to, remem to, to call Him to remembrance. And specifically, um, how His body was broken for us and how His blood was poured out. So before we partake of this, I just want to, to give you a moment because the word also says we must not take this lightly. There can even be, be consequences when we take um, communion lightly. So we're not going to rush into this. Just as we remain in this, um, this worship mentality, I'm just going to give you a moment just to, to spend time with God. You can be comfortable. This is the house of God. We're family. Um, like we said, we're not running through a program. Each and every one of us, when we come together, each and every one of us can and should connect with God. So I just want to give you a moment before, before we pray for the items and, and partake of it. If there's anything in your heart that you feel you need to confess before God and just, just to repent of and just to bring it to the light before Him, please take this moment and, and do that.
Lord, we thank you today, Lord, that your word says, Lord, when, when we confess our sins, Lord, we are forgiven. Jesus, and as, as we're going to take the, um, the bread and the wine this morning, thank you, Lord God, that, that we can just declare through this practical little thing that we do, Lord God, into the spirit, we can declare that we are righteous. We are justified. We are the children of God because of the perfect and complete sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, that your body was broken, that we might be healed, Lord, that we might be whole. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Let's, let's partake of, of, the, of the bread. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that today as we, as we drink this wine that resembles, or this juice that resembles your blood, thank you, Lord, that your blood, Lord, washes away all our sins, Lord. And as, as we partake of this, Lord, I thank you that in the Spirit, Lord, we can declare, Lord, that we will not allow guilt and condemnation from the enemy to, to steal our confidence to approach our Father. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your blood. And as we, as we drink this juice this morning, we say, Jesus, you did not die in vain. Thank you for the life and the liberty that you bought for us on the cross. Let's drink together. Father, we thank you for this precious time that we could spend together in your presence, Lord. Lord God, we come and thank, thank you for the specific words, of God. Maybe I've spoken a, spoken a lot of nonsense. Maybe I've, I've spoken too much, Lord. But I thank you, Lord God, for those specific words, Lord God, that you've stirred in our hearts, Lord God. That, those specific um, words, Lord God, that you want us to take home. And, and you know those things that, that God stirred in your heart today. And I want to encourage you, like, 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 like I said, let's not just rush by um, and, 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 and 
and, and not allow God to complete procedures in our lives with His two-edged sword, the Word. Father, I thank you that those specific things that you've started this morning in our hearts, that you will bring it to completion. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you will help us, Lord, to mix those specific words, Lord God, that have cut our hearts, Lord God, that you will help us, Lord, to, to, to mix it with faith, to become practical about it, to continue to bring it before you, Lord God, till, till that work in us is complete, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your promise, Lord God, this year that we are going to grow, that we are going to be healthy. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will continue to lead us in this year. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.